0: to you there. Hello there. Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Kelly Del Bianco. She is a psychic channeler. Welcome, Kelly. It is a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me, Brad. Thank you so uh, much.
0: I am so excited and honored to have you here and so looking forward to jumping in and sharing and learning all the things, Kelly, and all the beautiful light you put out into the world through the beautiful work that you do. So, welcome and let's jump in. In addition to being a psychic channeler, there are a lot of other hats you wear energy healer, light language channeler, master of Akashic records, a spiritual mentor, all of these things. And that is a hell of a lot of hats you wear and an extensive resume, but there's one common thread running through all of them and that's the spirituality thread. So I'm curious, how do you find the time for all of these things and how important is prioritization and organization to you in order to stay on top of things?
1: For me, all the gifts are just part of me. So I just see myself as a whole, right? And when each gift is required, each gift is required. I'm uh, also a master medical intuitive, but what I've been going through a bit of a transition. So what I've learned to call myself is a master spiritual navigator because ah, I wear so many hats. I so like now that. I'm a master spiritual navigator for people, <laughs> right?
0: It envelops all of the things, all of the it, gifts.
1: It does envelop all the gifts. And I don't really prioritize one thing over the other because they all come as needed. And so I've sort of been restructuring my website and what I do in this transition that's been going for me. And spirit has guided me to just call it now instead of a psychic reading it's a journey reading and it's me showing you where you're at in your life at this time why you're at in your life at this time and where your spirituality is at this time and and what's required to move forward and heal etc because i've discovered that by trying to separate it into hats, it's too compartmentalized, right? And so I need to put it into one structure where whatever needs to come forward comes forward. So if you're in a reading with me, I could do master medical intuitive. I could do channeling for you, which happens a lot. Archangel Michael may come through and channel for you. All these hats that come in together, I've, like you said, put them into the master spiritual navigator
0: context.
1: So I don't have to be disorganized with them and I can <laughs> put them together under one umbrella. I yeah.
0: love it. So being an entrepreneur and of spiritual mind, what is your morning routine look like? I mean, routine and regiments are important. So I'd love to know what your morning routine looks like.
1: Ooh, the secrets of the psychic. Okay. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> well, when I first wake up in the morning, I, Wake up and let my body wake up naturally, which is a luxury not a lot of people have. But because I have my own business, this is my luxury. I allow my body to wake up to its own rhythm. And that isn't late by any means. It's 8 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, that's not late. (laughs) Yeah, no. 9 would be an outside late time for me. So my (laughs) rhythm is to get up in the morning. I will lay in bed for a bit and I will just spend time with my animals. This is Uh my waking up, connecting with my life and with energy around me and my animals are very soothing to me. And so I'll connect with them and then I will actually get up. I will go downstairs and I will go straight outside okay. and I will earth. So that's okay. grounding, but earthing. Grounding, Yeah, everything yeah. Yep. with my feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will do that. And even if it's winter, I will put on something, very light in a shoe and I will go on the earth and ground. So I ground uh, okay. every- I was,
0: I was just going to ask, do you do that in the winter too?
1: I do. Okay. And I ground every single day. There's- it's a only...
0: non-negotiable.
1: It's a non-negotiable for me. I must ground every single day. The reason for that is I'm extremely connected up and I tend to go up and stay up. And so I need to connect myself to Mother Earth Gaia to keep myself- in my life here so grounding is extremely and i don't just ground i tether which is a a different part of grounding where Mm -hmm. i will actually tie myself to the center of earth and Incredible. a lot of people have said to me, You're not they, they've given me messages, you're not grounded, you're not grounded, you need to ground more. And I'm just looking at them like I'm grounding every day. What do you want? And finally, some, how much
0: more grounded can I Yeah,
1: be? <laughs> like I'm just like, Are you sure you're hearing this right? And then some one beautiful psychic said to me, I know a lot of people talk to you about grounding, Kelly, but the way I see you grounded is that you are sitting on top of Mother Earth and you're swaying back and forth. And that's because mm. I'm tethered. Uh so I sway back and forth but I'm really grounded I just can tend to be in the ethers and that's not good because you don't stay grounded in your life that like my whole life I would turn guru like and my whole life would just be in that realm and there wouldn't be a Kelly life so Mm
0: -hmm. that's
1: important after I ground then I will how
0: long sorry Kelly how long do you ground for
1: well, it right now it takes me about, uh, I want to say, how long would I say it takes me? A minute, a minute and a half? Okay. okay. But I have an intensive grounding, but I just know how to do it. Like I'm right. visualizing the energy going all the way down to the center of the earth. I'm pulling it up. I'm tying myself there. I'm bringing the energy back up into my root chakra because as a psychic, our power, it actually comes from the root, up, right? right? And so I ground up to the root and make sure that my root is grounded. After that, then I will stand outside no matter how cold it is. And I will give gratitude to spirit. Mm -hmm. And I will then ask them, what is it I need to know? If it's too cold, and I don't want to ask them, then I will pull a card. I will okay. come in and I will pull a card for the day and ask what's going on. As I get through breakfast and everything like that, then I will say, okay, what do I need to do today? Right. And uh-huh. things will start coming to me and progressing with me. So I have gotten into a routine with my guides with how I progress my day. And for me, grounding, gratitude, gratitude, and then projecting what they're saying to me into my life. These are the three steps that I do okay. every morning. If I feel like I like there's days where I'll go after breakfast and I'll go meditate. So I'll do a meditation. Now, a lot of people think you have to meditate for an hour. I can do a meditation with my guides in five minutes, twenty minutes 40 minutes,
0: whatever you feel, whatever right,
1: or is required. It just depends what the guides want to bring. I sometimes ask for specific guides in meditation. But most of the time I ask for a guide to step forward of the highest vibrational beings, only of the sacred and divine okay. for what I need to, to know at this time. So I'll sit in meditation. And one of the things I do in meditation is I put in my earphones and I listen to sleep music from YouTube. Okay, well, I'm meditating. So I can't hear anything in my exterior world. So I can't hear the truck outside. I can't hear (laughs) no
0: distractions. There's
1: no distractions. I thought it would be hard to do that. But I find it really easy. I can drown out the music really easily. So this is one of the tricks that I play to keep myself centered in my meditation. So that's kind of my routine. But do I do office work and stuff like that? Yes. But that's
0: That's how you start your days. That's
1: how I start my days. Yeah.
0: So what drives, motivates and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do, Kelly?
1: Wow. Big question. But I feel like I don't have a choice. I had so many things happen in my life to guide me to this point. And I went on a meditation once and I went up and I went through Metatron's Cube and I went into this space where Source was. And when I came out of that space and I was in Metatron's Cube, I was given a contract to sign. I was given a contract to sign with my soul name, not with my name that I have now. And I was sent back down here with the realization that I was basically under contract because now I knew. So it's basically me accepting the job that I have on Earth to make the final confirmation of why I need to be doing what I'm doing. So when I say it's just like this thing driving me that I can't stop because I feel the need to help people and be of service to people to find their way into their spiritual nirvana and for them to understand that really your heaven is here and you need to step into that. And I think the other mission that I've sort of been given is that letting people understand that the awakening and the lessons are here to help you elevate yourself, change your vibration, affect the collective whole which affects the earth's vibration, which allows for the expansion of the new earth. And if anybody knows about that, you'll understand what I'm saying. But the new earth is just a new wave upon the earth. It's a full awakening. And that transition is happening now. And I won't see it in my lifetime, but it will occur.
0: The process has started. And so Kelly, what were you doing before making the jump into entrepreneurship? What were you doing for a living?
1: (laughs) I was a registered nurse for 31 years.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. It's not strange to me that I went into a service
0: job (laughs) when I
1: look back at it. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was in a lot of trauma in my life, and I was looking for a job that could make me money to get out of the trauma I was in. But when I look back now, everything is really divinely guided, because within that job, I began to be a service to people without even knowing. And one of the things that I saw in my job is that I tended to be really good at being able to see issues that were going to crop up or know what people were feeling. And I didn't understand any of that until I walked into my spiritual journey more fully. And I began to see, yes, this was all a process of me opening myself to what I was receiving. So as a nurse, I... Must say I was a good nurse because I really was given insight. Yeah. I didn't realize where it was coming from. But yeah, I worked for 31 years. I retired just before COVID. Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> Timing you, Spirit. is everything. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Spirit. But I had been asking my guides. And I was saying because I was working in my spiritual business part time and I was working as a nurse. And I had been asking my guides and saying, oh, there's nothing I would love more than just work 100% full time in my spiritual life. I I just want to work as a a psychic. That would make me so happy. And spirit said to me, why don't you do it? Why don't you? But you know what was holding me back was money money because I had fear and I had lack in money. So See, really when I, it
0: comes down to it you were holding you back.
1: I was holding myself back because I was scared like where's the money coming from? I get all these benefits and as a nurse I was making good money. I mm-hmm, couldn't complain, right? And then I wouldn't do it wouldn't do it wouldn't do it wouldn't do it and spirit made me sick.
0: <laughs> forced you to do it. It's that. They forced two by me four to do it. Yeah.
1: I started having anxiety attacks at work and wow. I've never had an anxiety attack in my life. And I started all of a sudden having anxiety attacks. I thought I was having a heart attack. I didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on with me. I never had it. But every time I stepped into work and into that energy, I would start, this thing would start with me. Mm-hmm. And so spirit said, you hmm, can't work there anymore, can you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and You're I ended up- listen this time. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I ended up on disability and I ended up going to see a psychologist and mm-hmm. they said to me, well, we want you to go see a psychologist about the anxiety. And okay- But I was kind of worried, how am I going to tell a psychologist that, I'm psychic <laughs> and that uh, this energy in the hospital is crippling me Yeah, and uh, when it hadn't crippled me for years and they're going to think I'm nuts and schizophrenic and all sorts of things. No offense to anybody that has those issues, but yeah. I was thinking to myself. So I put it up to my guides and I said, okay, Spirit Guides Universe, I really need a psychologist that's going to work here for me. So it wasn't even a week later and disability called me back and they said, Kelly, we have a, a psychologist." We'd like you to see. Mm -hmm. But um, are you okay with dogs? And I said, why? And they said, because she likes to bring her two little dogs to work sometime. I said, sure. I don't have a problem with dogs. Love animals. And then they said, well, the other thing is she's a bit different. And I said, what do you mean by different? And they said, well, she's into those Eastern practices. I said, what do you mean by Eastern practices? They said like Zen and Buddha and stuff like that. I said, oh yeah, I'm down right? So I went to see this psychologist and her whole room was crystals, copper things. She had like a turtle steel drum. Mm -hmm. And we went from there. And she really helped me to step into my myself and step away from nursing. She literally, like, I don't know if you've ever known a psychologist that takes you on journeys into your spiritual self. This no. was amazing for me, right? And she's retired, so I can't even recommend her to anyone. But it was an amazing experience. And that's what really helped me to let go and mm-hmm. come out and step into myself. Yeah. The
0: universe giving you exactly what you needed.
1: Yeah. And exactly what I asked for, but yep. they don't always bring it the way you think. So I important to mention that. I asked. To work full time as a psychic, and they said, "Okay, since you won't take action, let's go."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now,
0: how long have you been working in the entrepreneurial world as a spiritual mentor?
1: Uh, about eight years now. Eight years, I okay. and but I've been psychic since I was four that I can mm-hmm. remember, right? Yeah. But eight years. I have been working consistently. In my business, yes.
0: Now, I love that you use the word mentor as opposed to coach when speaking about the work that you do. Was there a specific reason you decided to use the term mentor as opposed to coach? And if so, can you share the reasoning behind that?
1: Well... When I think of coach, I think of my son's uh, hockey coach and his football coach. (laughs) And yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I, (laughs) whenever I try to use the word coach, it it just, the energy doesn't sit with me personally. Right. When I use the word mentor, what it conjures up for me is somebody helping someone to move forward and them doing the movement. I'm just Mm -hmm. helping them to find their way in their movement, right? Okay. Versus as teaching them something, I'm navigating them. I'm navigating them to find their way and to help themselves.
0: That's very interesting because I asked, I had a conversation with someone the other day about this, and I asked them the same kind of similar question. And she said, the way she explained it to me, was really interesting. She said, well, you know, I look at it as, because she played soccer when she was younger. So I look at it as coach being a soccer coach. A coach is someone who stands on the sidelines. They've had experience with it, but they stand on the sidelines and they teach you from there. A mentor is right there on the field with you, beside you, yes, guiding you through it. So I thought that was a very interesting analogy. Yeah,
1: I like that. And that's the way I see it. I'm navigating them, helping them, right? With my gifts, Mm-hmm. I'm able to help them see themselves. And yes. that's really important to me. Otherwise, I might call myself a coach if I couldn't help yeah. them see to navigate. Yeah, makes- so I love her analogy because it's almost you're a cheerleader, you're a coach, but it's more than that. You're into yeah. the psyche of the person and connect it into their energy stream. So there's the energy stream of the universe, and there's different energy streams, and I connect into the soul stream, which allows me to see their journey. Yeah.
0: Love it. Now, I'm very curious to hear, you said you, you've been psychic since you were four. What led you down the spiritual path and the work that you're doing? And did the journey of doing this work begin or get inspired through some of your own personal struggles and journey?
1: No, most definitely. Most definitely. I, as a child, was emotionally, mentally, and sexually abused by a family member. And that led me into all sorts of different archetypes and into a lot of insecurities, into a lot of self-worth issues, abandonment issues, lack of love issues, you name it. I had an archetype for it, right? And I stepped into domestic violence situations because of my lack because I just wanted to be loved and so right. I would see men that came to me in that facade of loving me as what I needed and I would adjust myself to this person because to me it was love it was showing caring and but then I would be in domestic violence situations and because my picker for men was just completely disrupted from all the stuff I had gone through as a child and i feel like all of that combined was leading me forward to find myself and it wasn't an easy journey i don't think well i know i didn't really finish healing everything till i was in my early 50s wow yeah
0: you had a lot of healing to do and a lot of work to do to get to that point
1: I did. I had a ton of healing to do because I, it's like I say to everybody, you have a, I want to call it a trauma boulder, right? Let's just, because Uh everybody's things that have happened to them is their own trauma. Let's just use that as a word, trauma boulder. Uh And I tried so many things to get rid of this trauma boulder. I tried past life regression. I tried journeying. I tried energy healing. I tried everything and that trauma boulder was just stuck there because sometimes people would take me on a journey and they would say okay now see this person in your head and i go okay yeah i see this person in my head okay now i want you to throw all the garbage they gave you at their feet so i'd be throwing all this out saying what i felt said so now i want you to just forgive them and i'd be like i forgive you and then i would come out of that i would feel good for about 3 4 days because i would be in an emotional high from blabbing all that stuff to that right. person but then within 5 days the trauma boulder was just sitting on the corner. It was never gone. It it never got rid of it. So what I learned was that you got to chip the layers of the trauma Mm -hmm. boulder to make it more manageable, to make it smaller. And so it took me so long because I had created so many layers with what I had been through, not just in my childhood, but what that caused in my life to allow me to finally get to a point where I could take the big one of the person that had caused all the stuff in my childhood and Forgive that one, really forgive. I mean, I have truly
0: a, from a place of forgiveness.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't even call it forgiveness because I tell a lot of my clients you don't have to forgive them. You have to forgive yourself for continuing the narrative. That's more important. But I did truly come to a peace and an understanding with this individual, and I this individual has passed away, which actually helped me to come to that understanding with him, and I feel like. It's not an easy road to heal and it's taken me a lifetime to do it. And I need people to understand you have to be so patient with yourself.
0: Yeah. And forgiveness is a huge part of that. that is the key element of that healing process.
1: Yeah. And I, like I say to people, you can say to somebody that's done you harm, I forgive you, but you don't really mean it. And therefore mm-hmm. that is not heal. You right. have to come to this higher level of consciousness regarding Mm -hmm. it to be able to truly release it, which is different than forgiveness. And I always say if you want to forgive someone right now, forgive yourself. It's okay that you live this story. It's okay that you made mistakes from that moment forward. Okay. And you can forgive yourself and step out of it. Because
0: you thank you for differentiating that.
1: Yeah, because you can't change the other person. You can only deal with yourself your reactivity, your emotional self, and find your own strength and power. And that is what this healing journey has been for me. Yeah.
0: I love it. Thank you for sharing that, Kelly. So how have these experiences helped shape the Kelly you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think?
1: Wow. Okay. (laughs) Mm. So personally, I've really discovered who Kelly is. I've found Mm. the true Kelly. And I've discovered that she's actually a very resilient person and she's strong and she has so many great qualities that I never could have recognized earlier in my life. Work-wise with my spiritual business, here's the thing, when you're in a spiritual business, you will always work with those people that have similar things, traumas that you have gone through in your life. And so what I have found for me is that It brings to me a whole understanding of what people go through because I've had the experiences. I put on a a lot of weight because of my sexual abuse and my Mm -hmm. domestic violence situations. And so I understand women that have weight. I understand women and men. I understand them when they have weight. I understand when they can't get out of their box. I understand when they have negative self-talk, I understand when they're reactive. Like I understand all these things because I've been through all these things.
0: It's relatability.
1: It's relatability. And there's one thing that this Kelly work or business personal prides herself on, and that is being authentic in who I am. And that was the lesson I had to come to is to be me. And so having these experiences has really helped me in my spiritual business to connect with people on a level that they know I I see them and I actually am listening to what they're saying.
0: Which is key because really at the end of the day, that's all we want as human beings is to be seen and to be heard. Yes. And you do that for your clients.
1: I do because, well, one of my gifts is I'm a seer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which means I see people's life from the beginning and the current to the end. But not only do I see it, but I understand it because I've been in it. I've lived it. And... So I know how to come out the other end because I've done that. You can
0: speak from a a point of experience. Yes. Which is key, I think, when you're working with people is that you can speak to things. I mean, albeit, of course, everyone's experience is different, but you have been through the trenches and you know what's involved in coming out the other side.
1: I do. I really do know what's involved and I know what that journey to self is. And I know what that journey to spirituality is within Uh that journey to self. And so I have a dual understanding in there because I've done both of them. And to me, it doesn't matter if a client doesn't want to be spiritual or just wants to be a bit spiritual or wants to be really spiritual or (laughs) wherever they are in their spirituality. It's that part of them, that inner self, that energy of self that we need to find and bring forward so that they are living their life in a balance rather than swaying all over the place every day. Like Kelly
0: does when she's grounding.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I do when I'm grounding. (laughs) Archangel Michael always tells me, here's the example. I am a warrior of God and I stand with my strength. I will slay people. I will wield my sword. But I am also a peaceful archangel that will heal people and show people compassion and kindness. So I live in the balance. Can you find your balance within that?
0: That's right. Yeah. What would you say then was the biggest takeaway or most valuable lesson for you through your experiences?
1: Wow. I think when I forgave the person and came to a release with the person that had abused me when I was young. What I truly found was that I do have a profound connection and I have an ability to see things in a way of consciousness that allow me to release the human, I want to say, inequities that lived within me. How does that <laughs> sound? <laughs> it's hard to put into words what I'm trying to say. It's, I've come to a place where. I now can release things very quickly. So if something happens to me during the day or somebody irritates me, I just need like if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I just need ten seconds and I'm done. Yeah. It's done. I have learned to really just allow myself grace when I make a mistake, allow mm-hmm. myself grace when I react, and just allow myself space to reconnect myself. And I've really learned how to sit in the alignment of myself, which I never had before. And a lot of people say to me, well, you're never so upset and you're never, you never swing in your mood so much. And I say, well, I do, but I don't swing for long. And that's the difference. (laughs) That's the key. Yeah. I'm able to come to center really quickly.
0: And so you said you realized you had your gifts at a very young age, but did you, I'm curious if you struggled at all internally to understand and realize the gifts you had, or was it fairly easy for you to embrace?
1: Well, it's interesting because I was looking at one of my videos this morning and it just popped up on my screen. One of those weird things where something pops up and I, so Mm -hmm. I said, Oh, this is, let me listen to this. And it was talking about how my spiritual life had gone. So it's an interesting question. So at four, I used to wake up and have people rocking in the rocking chair in my room. I used to sense the energy. I used to know I would talk to the people in the rocking chair. I would astro travel at age six, seven, and all these wonderful things. I had a huge angelic visitation at age 17, and I've had several visitations throughout my life. I think that I have really... Wow, that's such a big question.
0: (laughs) I like to make you think.
1: Yeah, you're making me think. I have had a journey of spirituality. I belong to a born-again Christian church. I left that born-again Christian church because of the rules. I started to feel like everything was imploding and I was being controlled just like I was when I was being abused and I couldn't take it. And I left that. But when I was there, I had a baptism immersion and came out singing light language. That was a huge turning point in my life. I didn't understand what that was. And nobody told me what it was because back then nobody knew what it was. Right. right? They called it speaking in tongues, but they didn't understand what light language was at all. And from that moment forward, I took that and I took my life out of that born again Christian thing. And I went into the outside world and mm-hmm. sort of tried to leave my spirituality behind me, but I could still speak light language no matter what I was doing. So sometimes I'd be in my bed at night speaking light language going, this is really cool. Even though I was leading a secular life, let's just call mm-hmm. it that. Okay? Yeah. And what ended up happening to me is my children got very sick My children had some major illnesses. I have a stepdaughter and I have two sons and they all had something. My stepdaughter was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes when she was like 10 and was on insulin from that time. I had, my oldest son had a very serious disease. He doesn't like me to talk about it. So I'm not going to say what it was. Yeah, no problem. And my youngest son was diagnosed with drug resistant epilepsy and I talked about this in the book we did that he takes 17 pills a day. He takes 17 pills a day and he's still not controlled. And now he's up to, I think 19 he's going for brain surgery soon. So at that point I just was so beside myself and so despondent when my last son started having this issue and having seizures, I couldn't sleep at night because he was having night seizures. I couldn't sleep. And I started to just call out to whatever God I'm God based. But I do believe in source and I believe in all religions. I accept all because I do talk to Buddha and Jesus and all sorts of different and even talk to goddesses. So I started calling out to God and I started calling out to my dad who passed away. I started calling out to angels, to everybody. Every night I was praying, okay, God, dad, angels, help me. Please help me. I don't know what to do. Help my children. I don't know what to do. I need help. And I cried out and cried out every night. Until the universe decided to dance for me one time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think after about, I think it was like about three, four weeks of this mm-hmm. going on. I was laying in bed one night and I wasn't even asleep or in that doze state. I was still awake. Yeah. I just had my eyes closed. And I heard this very melodic voice going, Kelly, Kelly. Hmm. And I'm like, huh? nothing. <laughs> Lay my head back down. Kelly, Kelly. I'm like, what? And then it just went away. But I'd had these experiences when I was young. So I wasn't freaked out. I wasn't freaked out because I'd had experiences throughout my life. And I went to sleep. Happened for three nights in a row. On the third night, I sat up in bed and I turned my head towards my closet and my wall. Mm -hmm. And this guy walked out of the wall, walked about halfway and then turned and looked at me in the eyes like he knew I could see him, kept walking and disappeared. I'm wow. like, okay. full figure guy. I saw everything. He was wearing like a cowboy slicker. He had long black hair. He just turned and looked at me and kept walking because he knew I had seen him. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I was like, what is this? I wasn't freaked out. Like you think I'd be like, oh, no, I just thought about it. I said like, wow. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that because I'd had visitations. So yeah. He didn't scare me, and so I got really freaked out. He <laughs> freaked out enough to like, why is this happening? That I decided to go and see a psychic. So okay. I knew him at a metaphysical store, so I phoned them and booked an appointment with a psychic there. I didn't know what was a good psychic, what was a bad psychic. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. So I went to see this person and she said to me, oh, no, you've got negative energy. You got this. You need to go home. You need to call in Archangel Michael and his legions of angels. You need to do all this. Oh, well, she scared the you know what out of me. Like it scared the crap out of me. Honestly, I was so petrified. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at that, I think about how unmoral that was for that person Mm -hmm. to do that, how unmoral it was. So I went home, opened my door to my house and was scared. I had fear and I never feared anything that went bump in the night, but I had fear now. So every night I was going to bed, crossing myself. Oh, Mark angel, Michael, lead to the angels, protect my house around me, get rid of whatever. Like I was freaking out. And then in between that, I went to go visit my mom and my mom lives out of town, five hour drive. Right. And I was late and I said, okay, let's just take a break here. I was laying in my mom's house and trying to get ready to fall asleep. And all of a sudden I heard, hi, So I did what every good person would do. I pulled the covers over my head and went, like, the covers are going to protect me. The covers are going to protect me. And I was like, oh, God. So I said, I got to do something. So when I went back home, I asked spirit. I said, okay, universe, everybody up there, I need to find a psychic that can help me. I'm so scared now when I walk in my house. I need help. I don't understand what's going on. I'm hearing and seeing things now that I haven't done for years. What's the story here? What's the message? And so I went to this lady in this little shop and... I just phoned out of the blue. I think I felt I was in that town doing some shopping and I felt inclined to look. So I looked and her name popped up first. I'm like, I just felt this pull. So I went to see her and she had a deck of cards and she had this purple dyed hair. And I was like, okay, yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And she picked up the cards and started shuffling. And then she looked at me and she put the cards down and she said to me, you're seeing things, right? And I said, yes. And she said, are you hearing them too? I said, yes. She goes, okay, so I'm just going to tell you that you're being awoken. And I'm like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? Because I didn't understand being awoken, even though I've been spiritual, had all these things all my life. And she's so she explained to me and she said, look, I want to say to you, I want you to come to my class. I'm having this class and it's about spiritual development and connecting to the other side. And she said, why don't you just come a couple of times if you don't like it, you don't have to come back. But I would like you to try it to see how you feel about it. I'm like, okay, all right. So the night it came, I was just like petrified. I was like, what is going to go on here? And so I walked in this room and I sat down and she did this little exercise with us. And she said, do you want to, I want you to go on this journey with me and meet your animal spirit guide. And I'm like, okay. So I went on <laughs> cool. this beautiful journey in my mind, mind's eye. I was on this journey. I met my main animal guide, which is Fox. It was fabulous. I thought, oh, this is cool. Because it was such a neat journey. And then we came out of it and she goes, now everybody... I want you to go around the table and ask your animal spirit guide for one word for each person. Well, I slammed on the brakes. Whoa! Hold it! Stop! What do you mean? What are you talking about? I can't do that. And I had such a lack of self; it was just crazy. And so everybody went, and I was going to be last. And so I said to my totem animal, I said, "Okay, fox, I got to do this stupid f and exercise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So I got to do this. Yeah, this exercise. What do you want me to? Uh, are you gonna? You got to help me because." I don't really know what to do. So, all right, see that person in front of me? What's the word? And I had a word like that, just like that came floating to my mind. I'm like, wow. So I wrote it down. I said, okay, next person, word, boom. And I got a word for everybody. And I was like, oh, this is bullshit. This isn't going to be right. I'm just making this up. And then was my turn. I told everyone their word and they're like, yeah, 100%. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I was like, whoa. Came back the second class, same thing, except I was getting more than a word. I was getting sentences mm-hmm. and it just went from there. And my spiritual development has always been happening throughout my life. I just ignored it.
0: There you go, just like you did previously. And then you right. got the two by four in the head, right. back of the like head I, with the nursing career.
1: I just thought it was normal what I was yeah. feeling. And then when my children were sick, spirit just went, it's time. And from there, I did a really fast trajectory. I was, from the moment I walked into her space till I was reading for others was less than a year.
0: Holy cow.
1: Yeah. Because I had been so spiritual in my life. The minute I allowed it to open, it just exploded. Within two years, I was channeling. Yeah. So.
0: Holy shit. Yeah.
1: It was a really rapid. Once I allowed myself to go, yes, it just exploded. And then I began to see my children's problems in a whole different light because I was getting more information. Yeah.
0: Well, you were more open to receiving.
1: Absolutely. And so they were showing me their lessons. They were showing me the lessons they were for other people, even for myself. And so I, yeah. So that opening that -hmm. they created had to occur for me to understand what I was going through in my life.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now I want to speak to you a little bit about the whole healing thing, I've heard many people say that we as humans have all the tools we need within us to help in healing ourselves. Is that something that you subscribe to or believe in? Do you think we all have those tools within us? It's just a matter of finding them, tapping into them, and realizing that we have them?
1: Yeah, I do believe that we all have them. Just like I believe everyone is psychic. Everyone has psychic abilities. I do believe that. Yes. Wow. Okay. And the only difference between me and someone else is that my vibration is at a different level and because I'm open. As we
0: said, once you opened yourself up, the gifts came in more so and stronger.
1: Yes. And I believe that everyone can heal themselves. Yes, I do. Does it mean we're meant to heal from everything? No. And that's the differentiation that needs to be made. Some people will say, well, then why can't I heal this disease that I have? Because you're not meant to. Otherwise, you'd be able to, if you fully believed you could heal it, then you would be able to heal it. This is where the problem comes in for people is the full belief that they can heal it. Even when they step into their spiritual self or step into energy healing,
0: mm it still
1: is that belief fully 100% there.
0: If it is 100% there, they are able to, they would be able to heal whatever it is that comes through for them.
1: Yes, if it's meant to be healed, yes. right. And that's the key is that sometimes we're not meant to heal because we're in a lesson to somebody else. Or ourselves. So it's not meant to be. So a lot of people get upset. Well, why does this happen? Why does this happen? Because you can't always think of things as it's about me. It's about you, but it's about everybody else as well.
0: Well, I think that's an important thing to point out in terms of the fact that we're all sent here with gifts. Every single one of us has a gift or multiple gifts. And it is our responsibility to share them with the world. The gifts aren't for us, they're for everyone else. They're not for us individuals. They're to give and share with the world. And I don't think we should be denying the world of our, it's our duty and our responsibility to share those gifts with the world. That's part of why you're here.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. And when I say everyone's psychic, it's because if you can energy heal and you can heal yourself, you're receiving In a different way, receiving. And so to be able to receive in that way, you have to have some psychic ability. The pineal gland has to be connected to the crown and the third eye for you to be able to. So
0: everyone can learn that skill set, right?
1: Everyone. As long as they're
0: open to it. As long
1: as they're open. (laughs) Everyone can learn that skill set to be psychic in their own right, in their own level. Will everyone be me? No. Will everyone be you? No. Will you be psychic where you have a psychic business? Maybe not. We all have, like you said, our own gifts. But Mm -hmm. to be able to receive and open our special gifts, we have to be receiving somehow. And that's why I say everybody's psychic.
0: I love that. And so what then is one tip or takeaway that you can provide that listeners can implement immediately to start shifting their mindset and incorporating and... Starting to step into or starting to step into learning how to open themselves up in order to receive their healing and intuitive gifts to start utilizing them to shift and change in their lives.
1: Mm, yeah. Ooh, that's a big question because <laughs> the one thing that I want to say to people is the more you heal, the more you shift your vibration and allows you to connect. It's very important that the healing occurs to allow the shift. So I've seen a lot of people want to go into spirituality and you can be in spirituality, but your third eye may not be as open or it can be partially blocked because you need to heal so much stuff to move into it. And I feel like healing is really the work that allows you to switch your vibration and alignment to be Uh more open to receiving what your gifts are in this lifespan and to further that connection to the other side. So the healing is most important. How do you heal? Ooh, that's a big one. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, but I've learned how to heal. And how you heal is it's having understanding of where the roots of your issues are in your life. So Uh where things happen to you the knowledge of how that stuff played out through your life and then changing your story or narrative now in the present, because how we respond, how we react and how we feel emotionally in the moment is the only thing that we can affect change on. Okay. So if you're going back to try to go back here and remove that trauma boulder, you still have the patterns that you've lived with Mm -hmm. from that trauma. So, it's really important to deal with the here and now and deal with the pa- the limiting patterns and beliefs that you're in. And that alone will change you when you start to heal. Spiritually, the one thing that I would say to people that I feel that is really important that people don't do is get to know their spirit guides on a personal level, because a lot of people call themselves intuitives and intuitiveness this is the way my guides have explained it so nobody beat the messenger up okay this is the way my guides have explained it because there's some people and i'm not saying all people some people like to call themselves intuitive because they can't bring themselves to call themselves psychic because that word is too much for them there's some people like that okay okay intuitiveness is a form of being psychic It is a form of being psychic. So when you look at the wholeness of psychicness, there's so much in there. And intuitiveness is a piece of that. So when you connect to your spirit guides, so intuitiveness, Mm -hmm. you work on what you might be getting, you use cards, you use your life experience, you put it all together in intuitiveness and some spiritual and spiritual knowledge that you may have. When you connect with your spirit guides, basically, it's like picking up the phone and going, hi, spirit guides, what do you got to say? Okay, yes. And they're talking to you on the other end and you're getting a direct relay. Your mind, your ego, everything like that is completely out of it. What they're saying to you is what they're saying. I don't factor into it at all. So there's a difference there. Hmm. And I think if you want to progress your spirituality to a whole nother foundational level, connecting personally with your spirit guides is a really big part of it. That for me has what has changed me and brought all of my gifts forward is being connected to my spirit That connection. Yes. Important. Like when somebody has a reading with me, I'll talk to my guides. I say, don't mind me, but I'm going to talk to my guides. All right, guys, what do you got to say? (laughs) Okay, so you're telling me this. Yeah. And what else do you want to say? Why is that? And what? I'm just receiving it. Like I am on a phone call. I love that
0: analogy, like on a phone call.
1: Yeah. Versus picking up a card. Like when Mm -hmm. I pick up cards, see Mm -hmm. it's an Oracle card. I just touch it like this and I go, okay, guys, what do you say? (laughs) (laughs) I don't read the card. (laughs) So when somebody asks me to read cards, I kind of struggle because I'm so used to just receiving. Yeah, you're not reading
0: them per se. You're just receiving it.
1: I'm just receiving. And so for me, that is how you grasp deeper into your spirituality. Okay. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. As mentioned at the beginning, Kelly, you're trained in multiple areas and modalities. Can you speak a little bit about those modalities and how you incorporate them into your work when you're working with your clients?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I am a Master Kashuk Records reader Uh and teacher because I hold the master designation. That means that I hold the teaching. And one of the things that I've learned with my guides when I've journeyed into the records is that I'm also a scribe in the records which means that I can go in and make changes with the permission of Metatron to take away curses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you know this, Brad, but in the past year and a half, I've been uh, channeling a collective called the Jacob Collective. And yeah, they are a, a group of energy that reside outside of anything we know as man or galactic that we know as man. And they call themselves the creator consciousness. And so I've been doing a lot of channeling work with them and I hold advanced theory classes with them and they're blowing my mind and they're blowing my spirituality out of the water (laughs) (laughs) because they are basically taking what I've learned as a spiritual person and turning it upside down and flipping it out backwards and saying, no, you are stuck in the human definition of spirituality mm-hmm. and what There's
0: that, so much more
1: what that definition means and like we always think it's mind body and soul they told me no it's mind heart and soul And I said, well, why is that? And they said, because the mind is a scribe. The heart relays everything, not only to the etheric heart, but the physical heart. The brain doesn't get its response and the physical body doesn't get its response unless the physical heart pumps it back because of all the releases of chemicals and hormones and everything.
0: I've heard the heart referred to as the little brain.
1: Yes. So it's mind, heart and soul. And so this is the scribe. The heart Mm -hmm. is the regulator. And the soul is the conductor. And this is why they work together. And that it's not mind, body, and soul. It's really heart. Because heart regulates not only etherically, but physically. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole different way of looking at it. So I have just been let me just say blown out of the water by some of the things <laughs> that these people are telling me. So with the Kashic Records, the Jacob Collective has told me, and I kind of knew this before, but they informed me that we don't live past lives, they're sequential lives, and everything is happening sequentially. And I said, well, what happens with the lessons and all those things coming forward? And they said, look at it this way. Each life that you are living simultaneously in different dimensions, different time frames at the same time as this life is that in each of those lives, you're going how much energy do I need to go into the next life with? So what do I need to do here to increase the energy for me to affect the collective whole in the next life and so on and so on. So this is progressed at the same time but you got to think of it in different dimensions so this energy is floating to us in this life at the same time everything's occurring it's really quite strange (laughs) it'll blow your mind so it's changed how i look at the akashic records but when i first started doing the akashic records without the jacob collective for me i've always been on the journey of the soul for people because i was on Mm -hmm. my soul journey and i've always been on the journey of the soul so for me to understand the journey of people's souls And how that affects them in Mm -hmm. this lifespan was really important for me to be able to help people understand their journey of themselves. Because I distinguish between human self and uh, higher self. Okay. And to me, like higher self is soul self. Yeah. So I distinguish between those two because when I need to work with your human self, it's different than working with your soul self. Yeah, because when I'm working, yeah, when I'm working with your soul self, we're working in your spiritual realm and what's coming forward. When we're working with your human self, we're trying to work through the layers of healing. So this is what Akashic Records brought me. I'm also a master medical intuitive, which is something I'm really proud of. I have a galactic guide. His name is Aslan. He is my master medical physician on the other side. And he's so accurate, it's scary. So sometimes he'll give me stuff for people like, okay, I want you to take this or take that. And it'll be really obscure stuff. And I'll look it up. And it'll be directly related to what is going on in their physical body. Wow. Yeah. And I'll just be so surprised. Like I can't diagnose, I can't prescribe, but he allows me to see the energy in people. So I will just scan your body and I will look and I will see the energy. Okay. So you're holding in your neck why are you okay aslan why is the energy holding in the neck why is there feel like there's tension in there why does it feel like it's a bit tight that there needs more stretching cuz i can never say oh i think your cla- your discs are collapsing a bit i can't say that i can say it feels right. tight i feel this like it's squishing or whatever and then i'll ask what is the energy in there so the energy might be that the support for self is lacking in certain areas in life It's lacking Mm -hmm. either from others or lacking from yourself. And then I'll dive into that with him. And we'll actually, he'll actually take me down into your childhood where that lack of energy started for yourself. So in many ways, he's extremely relative when I work with people. And when I do message nights for people, he'll step forward and he'll say, I want to talk about your knee. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about your knee. Aslan wants to talk about your knee, but he wants to talk about the energy you're holding. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now when I work, the Jacob Collective is also, they're also healers, but they heal in a different way. They actually manipulate energy and change structure on the energy that's coming from your body to allow for healing. So for me, it's the type of energy work where I just hold them and Mm -hmm. they do all the work. Another part of my work that I do is the channeling. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times I'll be working with someone and I channel whatever, who not whatever, whoever of the highest, best wants to come in. Right. And a lot of times, a lot of people are attached to Archangel Michael. So if he's their guide, he'll come in. And I'll actually channel them. I'll close my eyes and just channel the message to them and help them to feel that connection to the other side for themselves. So Mm -hmm. uh, I use a lot of that too. And also, I will do light language (laughs) healings. Like I just go on and on. All my (laughs) gifts that I have really affect how I work with people. And I never know, because I say in my readings, you can have blah, 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 blah. You may have this, blah, blah blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And I have a list because I let them guide what people need.
0: Yeah, you I'm just never, never know what's going to come through.
1: I'm not in control of that. And sometimes yeah. it's just a matter of doing mediumship. Sometimes they need to speak to the person that's passed over. So, so you yeah, do that I, work as well. I do that work okay. as well. Right. <laughs> I wanted, add that yeah. to the resume. <laughs> I just want to say to you, I'm kind of a humble person. I don't like to brag about myself a lot. I, but this I'm is a, your
0: time to brag and shine. It is.
1: I have a good sense of humor. I'm very authentic. Yes, I have lots of gifts. I have a huge shopping bag full of gifts. I'm carrying them around, but they're light. They're not heavy, but I have yeah. this huge bag. And I really am able to connect into any area and with anybody that or anything of the highest vibrational beings mm-hmm. only that a person needs. So if I need to connect to an Atlantean, I can do that. If I need to connect into the records, I can do that. If I need to connect to a loved one, I can do that. If I need to look at your childhood, I can do that. If we need to look at your physical body, I can do that. I have that array of Kelly gifts. Kelly is a
0: one-stop shop.
1: I really am. And I,
0: a one-stop <laughs> spiritual shop.
1: Yeah, it's... <laughs> I love it. But I think for me, it's because I'm so open to receive all the time Mm. that I've gathered all these gifts. Didn't just come all at once. It was a journey. So it was like, okay, everybody talks about having their path. What's my path? What's my path? Somebody (laughs) tell me what my path is. What's my purpose? What do I need to be doing? (laughs) So I thought I was going to be a psychic reader. I thought I would do readings for people. Yay! I'm going to do readings. Yeah. And then along came the Akashic records and I was just pulled into that. Okay, I'm going to do the Akashic records reading. Yay! No. (laughs) No. Then they started giving me seeing where I could see people. I'm like, mm. okay, so I'm gonna do readings. I'm gonna see people. This is awesome. No, now we want you to be a master medical intuitive. What? Okay. Yeah. We want you to do this. We want oh, and by the way, you've been channeling all along. So now we want you to channel. And guess what? Now here comes the Jacob Collective. What are you <laughs> gonna do with that? Yeah. So your whole life here is a journey. If you're mm-hmm. open, you will receive as you go along. I've yeah. accumulated All these gifts from the openness, from Uh being 100% open and from being connected to my guides because I pay attention. I pay attention to what they want for me. And I feel really blessed. But I also always say I am a conduit for spirit. And everything that comes to me is a gift for you. I'm here to help you affect your personal change, your spiritual change. And that's why I have so many gifts because the people that come to me can be broken Or they can be wanting to expand themselves, and I can dwell into all of those layers for them. So, what lights
0: you up or inspires you the most about the work that you do?
1: My. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What inspires me is when I see the change, when I see it click, when that spark arrives for somebody when the spark arrives, and I can see that spark, I'm just like, wow, it still amazes me that I'm open to that. And I can affect that change, even after all these years, even with all those tools, I still get those wow moments when I see that spark in someone. I've had a lot of students over the years. And I have, I think, the ones that have done the spiritual work with me, and Mm -hmm. healing work, but I've also worked on their spiritual self, I have like 97% of them that are working spiritually. Wow. Yeah. and i That's not, a pretty
0: damn good success rate. It is a good
1: success rate. And the ones that aren't are the ones that choose mm-hmm. not to. Because when people step into my spiritual stuff, I'm very serious about, do you want to be here? Do you want to go forward? Because yeah. this is what it's about, right? Yeah. And I will ask spirit if I'm supposed to work with someone, are they supposed to be in this class? Are they supposed to be there? Okay. To me, I don't go, oh, money, Here, here's another one. That's money, it's money. It's
0: not about the money.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we all live on money, so money's yes, important, of course. but it doesn't lead me. No, it it's not the
0: be-all. It's just not the purpose like, behind it. It's not the it's driver just, behind it.
1: It's just like I got a message when I was way at my mom's from the metaphysical store, because I'd done readings in there in the middle of June. They said, we don't have your invoice yet. I'm like, oh. <laughs> because it doesn't even dawn on me. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't dawn on me. And so when I see these people out in the world affecting change, where they're supposed to affect change, I just feel fabulous. Like I just feel like I'm on my mission and it, it just fills me to see that spark going into the world.
0: So on the flip side of that, Kelly, what would you say is one of the most challenging parts about the work that you do?
1: I would say one of the most challenging parts is the frustration with people that can't open themselves to themselves. Mm. It's very frustrating. I can give them all the tools in the world. I can show them the way. I can take them on the yellow brick path, but I can't make them do it. And when I can see that, this is, you know, all these gifts are great, but it can also put a blanket on you too, because I can see the potential. I can see their future. I can see what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I know what their path is. A lot of times spirit doesn't want me to tell or they want me to tell. But I know what they're supposed to affect change in the world with. And when I see that not happening and I see their cycles continuing because they can't let go or they just can't take the step no matter what you tell them, it's really disheartening to me. It, it is. I
0: could see, I could understand why that would be. It's like, I see your past so clearly. You just need to go this way. Just
1: do this one thing, but they're so stuck. And I can give them all the information. You can only heal yourself.
0: Right. I can give
1: you a toolbox, but you can only heal yourself. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then if you can't work with yourself, then it's not going to happen no matter what I do for you. And it's sad for me because I see the potential, but I also see their pain, and so I see them continuing to live in that pain. So, yeah, it's, it's very disheartening.
0: Who in your life, Kelly, has had, has had the biggest impact on you and why?
1: That's a big question because different people at different times, but for me, I'm just going to say it, for me, my spirit guides. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because that's the truth, but for a real human, different people at different times. I feel like my very first spiritual mentor changed my life for me, changed the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to say her. She changed the trajectory of my life. She's very good at mentoring people that require, that want to move into spirituality in that beginning level and don't know Mm -hmm. what to do with their gifts. She's very non-judgmental. She was the first person that allowed me to really open up my light language skills and encourage me to do so. I would say her, her name is Tina Clowland. She's in British Columbia here. Her name is Tina Clowland. And she was really a person that changed my life and really allowed me to start my healing journey because I Mm -hmm. stepped into myself. Yeah. Yeah. But in my overall life, my spirit guides, I just, yeah, (laughs) they taught me how to heal. They taught me how to heal. And that's
0: huge. That's the basis. That's the foundation for all of it. What does the word empowerment mean to you?
1: Wow. You're asking some big questions today, Brad.
0: I love asking big (laughs) questions. I love hearing the answers and I love getting you to think.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about this when I did the empowerment conference, right? Mm -hmm. I had stated to you before that I was really not an empowered woman. I was a woman that felt less than other women. Uh And judge myself harshly based on the societal of women. Uh And when I healed myself, I began to see that I was a woman who had her own power. I didn't need to be flashy. I didn't need to stand out from the crowd. Uh I just needed to silently, if that's how I felt, if I want it to be silent, to just be myself. And when I stepped into my true self, not a person that was reactive, that was stuck behind her walls, that had self-worth, that was able to move herself forward and got rid of those archetypes, then I was able to be empowered because empowerment comes from within. It comes from you. And when you find your self-power, to me, that's empowerment. And the, the power of self is really the ability to see yourself, release what needs to be released, and move yourself into what you want going forward in your life. And to me, that's empowerment.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. Here's so the next grouping of questions. Just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. You ready?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> How would you describe yourself in one word? Authentic. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? <laughs>
1: Spirit just said something funny. Let's hear it. <laughs> they, they said to me, "You can call it bitch slap yourself."
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Okay, we'll go with that. I like
0: that. That's a very attention grabbing title.
1: <laughs> it is, but it's true. You have to slap yourself to wake yourself you up. You do, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Be kind. What's the one thing you want, but cannot buy with money?
1: One thing I want, buy with money. Whoa, more time.
0: What is your biggest fear?
1: Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be?
1: That I affect it change.
0: And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your
1: life that you're grateful for? You know what it is? I have a friend who I'm extremely grateful for. As the person that I am and the work that I do, I don't tend to have a lot of friends. And I I don't tend to have a lot of friends. I tend to have a lot of acquaintances and not friends because I've had a lot of trouble with people wanting from me what they can get from me. Mm -hmm. And it's always a very one-sided relationship Mm -hmm. because I'm always helping them and diving into them. And I tend to caretake a lot. So I had a friend that was brought to me and she's very opposite of me, completely opposite of me. She's assertive, almost to the point of aggressive. She's loud. She's colorful. She wears stripes with polka dots. She's just <laughs> everything I'm not. Okay. But mm-hmm. the one thing she is is of the same level as me spiritually and vibration wise. Mm-hmm. So she has been a gift to me in the sense that I have someone that understands me in every aspect of myself, including the spirituality. And she understands when I talk about really weird things that Jacob Collective gives me. And But she also is a human friend as well. So she has been a blessing in my life because throughout my life, I was very separated from people because of what I'd been through. And as I grew in my psychic skills, I became even more separated. Really, I became very... That's a rare
0: gift you have there.
1: Yeah. I became very isolated because I had trouble learning how to turn it off. And Mm -hmm. it's only in the past few years that I've learned some decorum of turning it off. But it's still... The seer part of me never shuts off, ever. So when I'm in a room with someone, if I take any span of attention on them more than two or three seconds, I see them immediately. And so it's really hard for me. So I tend to be very reclusive. Makes and sense, so, yeah, so having but that's a, that's a beautiful
0: it, gift in the in your friend that you have in your friend.
1: Yes, it is. And it's something that's really saved me from just sometimes I think going in even more. Yeah. She okay. tends to keep me tethered to earth too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What is something surprising that you've learned about yourself in the last year?
1: That I can. That I remember is powerful.
0: In the com- those two words.
1: That I can. I remember in the conference that I told you this was the year of saying yes for me.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs>
1: and I have learned that I can because before I never thought I could. I would always be fearful about doing things and just because I'm healed doesn't mean that some layers don't come up here and there about, you know, stepping out of my box and doing things they do that you will be forever healing yourself on something. And as a healer, you tend to have to heal more. And so I just discovered that I can, and I can do whatever I set my mind to doing. If spirit says to me, do this, I can, Mm -hmm. I can I choose to decide if I can or can't. And the most important thing I'm saying to myself this year is I can.
0: Well, whether you believe you can, you're right. Or whether you believe you can't, you're right.
1: Yeah. So saying I can't is old of programming for old me. Old hat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life?
1: Because <laughs> I've had two big careers. So what is one lesson? That it's never too late. You're never too old. I don't care if you're 70 to do what you want to do, to be what you want to be and to love what you're doing.
0: I fucking love that. I am so happy to hear you say that because so many people are stuck in that programming of, Oh, I'm too old. I can't start learning this or I can't start, I can't learn to play an instrument or I can't go on this trip or I can't do this or I can't do this. I love that you said that. Thank you for saying that Kelly. Yeah. I. It's I so I think true.
1: It's so important to people. And I have so many people that come to me. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do about work. I'm so unhappy. And I just say, well, what did you want to be? What did you (laughs) want to do? What is it you want? What's going to light up your boat every day when you get up and go and do it? And if that means going to school for six months or a year, go do it. What's stopping you? There's nothing stopping you, but you. So I can, you can. If you have to take a student loan to go to school, Oh, well, do it, <laughs> do it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? The only person stopping you is you. And yeah. if people will say to me, well, I don't have finances. I don't have this. I don't, it's because you're not making a plan to get to where you need to get to make a plan.
0: You're stopping yourself.
1: Yes. We, you're stopping we yourself. are
0: our biggest hurdles. We are our own worst enemy.
1: Yes. I see so many people that are just stuck. They're in their fifties and they're stuck. They're stuck. 40s, 50s, they're stuck. They're in a job they don't love. They're not happy. And when I say to them, why? It's about the money.
0: Yeah, it's always about the money.
1: And I say to them, well, you can still work on your job and start affecting change for yourself. The universe isn't asking you to go bankrupt or not have money in your bank account and not feed yourself. What are the plans that you can take while you're working to affect the change?
0: It's the fear of the unknown, Kelly.
1: It is. It is. And I think though, most of us, majority of us only remember this one life. So we are here to make this life all that it can be for ourselves. Why are we living it in misery?
0: Yeah, exactly. You only have one go around,
1: technically speaking,
0: right? So make the best of it. Why do you want to stay in a job that you're miserable in and you're basically living for two days because you're pissing away those five days, wishing away those five days. Oh, I can't wait till it's Friday. I can't wait till it's Friday. Then it's the weekend. And then Sunday night, oh fuck, I got to go back to work again. And then it repeats the cycle, right? Yeah. What kind of and a that, life is that?
1: That's the cycle I was in, in nursing. That's the we've cycle all, I was we've in nursing. It. We've oh, all yeah. been
0: through it. Oh yeah.
1: And people go, well, it's easy for you. you got all these gifts. You could do that. But you know what? I still had to take all the steps you guys took. I had to, even though I got in disability, I was still getting paid through work. I was still doing all that. Well, I gathered myself. You gather yourself and then you can let go of what you need to let go of. And like you said, Brad, if you want to just go learn how to do pottery, go do it. If you want to learn how to surf, go do it. If you've always wanted to go to Europe and go on a trip, save the money and go do it. Pick up an Mm -hmm. extra job. Ask somebody if you... Do paint for them or do something. Mm-hmm. But there's always a way if you just say, I can.
0: There you go. I love it. Thank you so much for saying that and sharing that. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance?
1: I think one thing that I really love about myself is myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's not one thing though.
0: But that's okay. That's your yeah, answer. That's
1: good. It took a long time for me to be able to actually say that.
0: And I'm proud of you for saying it.
1: For me, that is a huge accomplishment in my life to say I love myself.
0: It's a huge accomplishment for a lot of people. So kudos to you, Kelly. Yeah, when
1: people go, what do you mean by you love yourself? I love myself. I love myself. What does that mean? Love yourself. Love yourself means taking care of yourself, helping yourself to heal, living your life in a way that makes you happy and being connected with what your gifts are and what you're to put out into this world. It's not just like, oh, I love myself. It's so much more than that.
0: What is something you learned growing up that is apparently no longer true?
1: That money doesn't grow on trees.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the amount of times I heard that growing up.
1: Yeah, I grew up with a scarcity factor of money, right? And Mm -hmm. that pattern followed me all the way through my life scarcity. And I had to face that limiting belief that money doesn't grow trees. I always believe I had to work super hard because money doesn't come easy. And if you don't work hard, you're not going to be rich. So if I wasn't working hard, I knew I was going to be poor. And I just had to accept that I was poor, that things just didn't come my way. I never had any luck with anything. And that was like a broken record in my head. And the minute that I accepted that I don't have to work hard for money, if I'm aligned with myself, money will flow to me.
0: There you go. That's the key right there. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why?
1: You know what? This is a really tough question for me, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm such a line person, I don't follow politics. I don't follow environmental issues. (laughs) I don't follow any of these things. I don't even watch the news. My husband will go, you know there was a fire down the road? Really? There was? Because this does not (laughs) matter to me. Mm -hmm. So when you say, who would you talk to anyone in the world? I have no clue because I don't follow all of these special people in the world. But if I could talk to someone who's not in this world, Mm -hmm. I would want to speak to Mary Magdalene. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be?
1: You're going to be okay.
0: That's an important one for sure.
1: Because back then I never thought that I would be okay. That terror started for me. The, the mental and emotional abuse started at about age six. So yeah. if I could go back and say, you're going to be okay, then, yeah. There was a time when I was connecting. I've been connected with my guardian angel for a while now. And asking my guardian angel when I was healing through this trauma, I said, where were you? Where were you when this was happening to me? Why mm-hmm. were you not helping me? And I had this picture of my guardian angel laying in the bed beside me with her, her surrounding me with her light and holding me in her arms. And she said, I was always there. You just weren't feeling me. I've always been there. I said, well, why didn't you help me? And she said, because you wouldn't be here to affect change if you couldn't huh. change yourself.
0: Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, Kelly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart?
1: That's like doing your deathbed rattle, kind (laughs) of. I think that my tribe, I think what I would say to them is, we're all here to impart ourselves for each other. And I wish nothing but for you to move yourself forward in a way that makes you happy and that you bring yourself to a level of consciousness that allows you to expand yourself and bring that joy and that service into others. I think that's what I would say because those are the most important things in my life.
0: Beautiful. Kelly, thank you so very much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed every minute of our conversation. You are a truly beautiful inspirational human being, woman, and soul that I am so grateful to be connected to and to be able to call a friend and to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Keep thank shining you. that bright, beautiful light of yours out into the world, Kelly. You're beautiful.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank you, Brad. I I accept all that. I accept it. I take it in and I thank you for it. And I want to know uh, tell other people you can learn to thank people for that too, instead of <laughs> feeling embarrassed or awkward when people tell you that. And I thank you for allowing me to share part of myself and part of my journey. Thank you. It's
0: my pleasure and my honor, Kelly. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Kelly Del Bianco. She is a psychic channeler. Thank you, Kelly, so very much. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too.